For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. I'd rather be a professional curler than a professional cornhole player. Sweet, you can throw a beanbag through a hole. Congrats. And cur- curling, you get to travel too. Like yeah. you get to go to like Japan and through Europe and. <laughs> I got my stay gold. Yeah. I got my stay golden. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me for the next hour to talk about who would win in a fight between the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? I don't think an hour would cover that. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Boba Fett yet, the show. I have seen the Mandalorian. I love it. Uh, big Big Star Wars guy, big Star Trek guy. Also, big Betty White fan. Shout out Betty White, rest in peace. But yeah, uh, maybe I'll start watching that today before uh, the old nurse gets home. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're short episodes. They're only like thirty to forty minutes. Not a lot. Not a lot to get through. Yeah, shout out uh, Betty White. R.I.P. I did watch Golden Girls uh, a fair bit when I was younger. It's a really good documentary about her on Netflix. I know we're here to talk about hockey, uh, but there's a great documentary about her on Netflix. Came out a few years ago while she was still alive. She talked about a lot about you know breaking through in the 40s, uh, in 50s in Hollywood and what was that what that was like. And it was just really really interesting. So yeah, shout out the goat uh, to Betty White and shout out to a couple winners that we had here last night uh always nice to get uh some screenshots whether it's through the awesome hall of fame sometimes we just get them in dms what have you soul cube one two three took down the 444 on FanDuel last night for five thousand dollars uh had vancouver and the rangers um vancouver you know jt miller scored a hat trick in the first 30 you know in the first 30 minutes of that game or something like that uh just an awesome night for him i also got uh, from a couple nights ago, uh, we see him in chat from time to time. Sammy Telesco, Buffalo War Pigs uh, on uh, on DK, took, had a $500 bank as well a couple nights ago. I see a super chat uh, from the man himself, Soul Cube, $100 super chat. Thank you very much for that. That is uh, very generous of you. Uh, very much appreciated. He says, thanks for everything, guys. Took down the 444 last night because of you guys. Keep it up. Like, I, I think it's, 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 we should point out here that I was strictly against the Rangers here last night while you were on them. So I think we'll say, Josh, uh, you can take your kudos for this one. I'm not going to take uh, any responsibility for this because I didn't play any Rangers 
and it certainly showed uh, in my winnings at the end of the night. Uh, but congrats to Soul Cube uh, got there with the Rangers, got there with the Vancouver Canucks. Let's hope we can get there again tonight. Uh, only five games tonight, so let's talk about that last night's slate a little bit. It was a weird slate because uh, you didn't have any massive games, right? Like no one scored more than five goals uh, in a game. And, you know, you had the JT Miller hat trick. Uh, Brandon Saad had a three-point night for the St. Louis Blues. But, like, you know, JT Miller on the road, not highly owned. Brandon Saad on the third line, not highly owned. There wasn't a lot of highly owned rostered significant fantasy performances last night and that really messed with ownership so i don't know is there a lot you can glean from from a night like last night other than you know sometimes no stacks really come through there are only maybe a couple on a huge slate like that we have those nights from time to time you now the cash style lineup wins like there's a lot of broken ducks lineups because they missed the line news and there was a lot of gets laugh was egress but gets laugh had zero ryan strom had zero like i think um soul cube won five thousand with strom with the zero, zero. Yeah. yeah so like they're like uh pittsburgh did pittsburgh one did nothing you know winnipeg two didn't do too much edmonton didn't really do anything uh well i mean like i know bouchard scored but he he even wasn't that popular crosby only or uh not crosby mcdavid only had one goal dry wasn't on the score sheet so like Vegas won. Pacioretty was back there, only 3%. They didn't do anything. If they scored three goals, like, the, like if one of those lines went off, the, 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 you know, the lineups, the money would have been so much flipped on its head. But, like, so you just take these nights and you're just like, well, you know, I had a 3% elite line that didn't do anything. But, you know, that's what I want. You're just not happy with the results. So it is what it is, like. I hate the phrase process over results because it sounds like, you know, a tout making excuses like, oh, you know, it was just, you know, they didn't, you know, it was. Yeah, it was variance. Variance yeah, got us. It was variance. It was, oh, well, you know, variance. Well, yeah. But like, I guess it kind of it wasn't variance. It's just like you got the lines that you wanted at the ownership you want. You just didn't get the results. Yeah, I mean, everything is variance. That's the whole point of this game, right? So saying, you know, you ran bad because of variance is just saying, you know, you ran bad because what you wanted to happen didn't happen. That's just uh, the name of the game. But I think that zero from Ryan Strom kind of illustrates a point we were making on the show a couple of days ago. When you're stacking lines, when you're stacking lines, you obviously want every player to have a huge score. That's one of the reasons why you stack lines. But another reason is if a line ends up optimal, like the Rangers second line last night ended up uh, in the uh, winning lineup for the 444 over on FanDuel with that zero from Ryan Strong. Uh, the reason that worked out is because the line mates did so well. And that's kind of the point of stacking is that even if one guy doesn't do anything, if that line ends up optimal, he could end up in the optimal lineup still. That's kind of, that's one of the reasons why we stack. And I think that Ryan Strom bagel really illustrates that point. I know it's a sample size of one, but it's kind of illustrates the point in a, in a real world, in a real world result um, that kind of shows what we mean here. Now, looking ahead, uh, actually, I just want to cover one more thing and that's Seattle. Seattle went into Pittsburgh last night and before the, uh, before lineup lock, maybe about 90 minutes before you and I uh, were talking about that game, you and I, a few other people were talking about that game. And I wasn't super high on Pittsburgh one. Now I still played them. 
uh, just not as much as I, I otherwise should have. And the reason for that is because I believe in regression. And the Seattle goaltending in the first, I don't know, two, two and a half months of the season was just so atrociously bad. I find it hard to believe that they're going to persist with like an 880 save percentage or whatever it was for the rest of the season. So I, you know, it's not that Seattle will necessarily be a much better team in the second half, but I think just through natural regression through the goaltending, they may not be the punching bag they've been for the last couple months. I don't know. Do you have any thought on, on how to handle goaltending and goalies that have bad starts? And, you know, do you pay attention to streaks through the season? Like, what do you think of that? It's kind of hard to pay attention to goalies having bad seasons unless they're like known to be really bad. You know, I mean, like Grubauer has a what's the phrase like look at the back of the baseball card. He'll end up around that same percentage every year. It it wasn't like that that year in Pittsburgh where they had that goal. I forgot who it was. He just got lit up night after night after night. You just had a stack against because he wasn't an NHL goalie. But I think more importantly for Seattle was they actually look good defensively for the first time. They, I mean, they, they'd only allowed 24 shots against the Penguins on the road. That's pretty substantial. Yeah, so, like, I think it goes hand-in-hand hand because Grubauer got lit up in the beginning of the season, but you look at the defensive numbers that are lines, they were terrible. So, like, with one maybe comes the other, or vice versa, chicken-egg argument. But, like, you know, maybe they're coming into a little bit of a run here. I don't, they're not going to be world beaters by any means, but they shouldn't get the doors blown off every night like they were for a stretch. I, and I think that's just kind of the point I want to make here is like for a long time, we were treating them as if like they're the Buffalo Sabres or the Ottawa Senators or something like that. What if they're closer, you know, in the second half of the season, what if they're closer to like the Minnesota Wild of a couple of years ago where, you know, pretty good defensively, but just can't score? You know, I, I think that's something that we could be trending towards with the Seattle crack and something to monitor because again, if they're not a punching bag, that really changes how we look at this team almost whenever, pretty much whenever they're on the slate. Uh, before we get too much further, just want to give a special shout out to Yahoo fantasy. They are our sponsor have been the entire season. They've been very good to us. So if you want to get your feet wet in DFS, but you don't want to play against some sharks and maybe you want some free money while you do it, we have a special giveaway through Yahoo we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Uh, I also see about 75 people in the chat. If you guys could please throw us a thumbs up. Uh, those likes really do help us uh, get to the top of the algorithm, help us look good for our bosses uh, and click that subscribe button as we continue the road to 420,000 subscribers. Click the bell if you wanna get alerts when we do go live and we have shows almost every day now. I mean. Uh, three major sports running, and plus, I think NASCAR uh, boots up here in about a month. Obviously, PGA just kicked off. There's MMA, it seems like, uh, is every other weekend. There's lots of stuff going on at Osmo.com, so make sure you click that bell to get alerts. And as for free premium tools and data up on the site, we have them almost every day. Today being no exception, we have our NBA player rankings and our NHL top stacks tool. So if you hear us talk about uh, top two ownership percentage or line ownership, or anything along those lines, that comes from our top stacks tool. And that is free up on Osmo.com. So go check it out and check out our NBA player rankings if you're playing a little basketball here tonight. All right, let's jump into these games, Josh. We have the Detroit Red Wings with a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, They're going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins have a 3.9 implied goal total. Um, 
I we talked at length in the last game about Detroit's problem with Tyler Bertuzzi, and namely that he seems to carry whichever line that he plays on, and it's really hurt the Detroit top line's numbers now that he's moved down to the second line. Um, the thing is, is that the Penguins are starting Casey to Smith tonight, or they they probably should be, uh, seeing as Jari started last night, and Casey to Smith I think is like not a very good goalie. I think he's a bad goalie. I think there's a good reason why a mediocre Tristan Jari has held on to this role all season long. Um, I think there's probably stuff to play on both sides here. Josh, what do you like? Yeah. Um, the thing that worries me about that Detroit second line is how Pittsburgh kind of matched up yesterday with Seattle. Granted, there isn't like a you know, this is the Seattle top line. Like, it's kind of hard to di differentiate a little bit here. But they were sending out Evan Rodriguez, Jeff Carter, Brock McGinn a fair bit against um, McCann Eberle. So if that is the case, like, they may go out against Larkin tonight, which would probably put Crosby a fair bit up against Bertuzzi's suitor, which is a bit worrisome for me for that line, for the suitor line. Now, I'm hoping what I'm hoping happens is, you know, you know, Detroit scores a goal quick and then, you know, like we'll just send Crosby out against whoever, whoever we want, which would free up, you know, Suter against like Malkin, which, you know, they're okay. But like, I don't want to go into the teeth of the Crosby matchup. Not that like that line will see Suter hundred percent of the time. Like they'll see it. Sometimes they'll see, you know, Rasmussen sometimes like, they're not guaranteed to be like every time they step on the ice, they're going to see Sidney Crosby, but it does worry me that they are going to see them a little bit. That being said, like, I think if I was going to go back to the line is probably the Bertuzzi Fabry two man. Uh, if you want to go to Larkin Raymond, like that's fine. Like the price is coming down, but like Nemestikov is not Tyler Bertuzzi. Dylan Larkin without Bertuzzi, you, you've, you've mentioned the numbers. It's pretty stark. So I think, you know, for the Red Wings, it's going to be Bertuzzi Fabry. Um, you know, it is Casey the Smith. So if you want to add in Larkin, it is kind of expensive to do that, though. Like Fabry one-off, I think is, if I, you know, if I'm going to do anything with the Wings, it's probably going to be a Fabry one-off. He's 3K, power play one. Casey the Smith is, you know, he can't even overtake Tristan Yari. According to, you know, the Penguin beats our all-star Tristan Yari. They had to take somebody, right? So like, but on, on the Penguin side, I like going back to Pittsburgh one here. They burned a lot of people yesterday. They're about 12%. Coming in around the same ownership uh, today, they're cheaper. Um, probably a little bit better matchup. It's just, you know, there's questions of what you want to do. Like, because Colorado's on the slate without McKinnon. There's, you know, there's Chicago although their prices are broken. There's the Rangers, there's the Wings, or the, the Wild. Then you got, you know, the Stars and the Capitals and the Bruins against the Coyotes. So, like, again, like, the Penguins are the, the most expensive line in the night again, so you're going to have to make a choice. What you want to do, but, like, there's some pretty broken pricing on DraftKings. On FanDuel, like, the pricing is very, very tough, so I'd be more – this seems like a, like Penguins 1 seems more like a DK – MME type of deal, but I will consider them in one to three. Yeah, I will start on the Detroit side here. And the one could. 
concern I do have, I mean, there are, uh, considering the Pittsburgh Penguins are one of the best teams in hockey and Detroit is not. Uh, but the matchup concern is one that I share with you. Um, I do like the Suter Bertuzzi, uh, Suter Bertuzzi uh, Fabry line. Been 57% shot share, about 56% score of the scoring chance share, generating 36 scoring chances per 60 minutes. Like they've been pretty good together. The top line, as you mentioned, worse without Bertuzzi, 45% shot share, uh, numbers go down by scoring chances. So like they're pretty bad. Now, if that matching sticks, like Pittsburgh one obviously has the matchup advantage over Detroit two. And that's the thing that kind of hurts here. Um, and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh doesn't take a lot of, uh, a lot of penalties. So like, you know, Fabry and Bertuzzi can't get there on the power play because Pittsburgh's penalty kill, honestly, it's not great. Like it's fine, but it's not great. It's barely not even average. So, um, I think that I would still go to Detroit too for this reason is that I think it's their best line that they have right now. Um, Larkin, I think I wouldn't stack the Detroit top line. If I use Larkin, I think it's as a one-off because he's still shooting a fair bit. It's just that nobody else on his line is. So I would probably use Larkin as a one-off. Maybe you want to slide him in a Detroit power play stack or something. I think that's a little bit too much, but that's kind of how I would use him. So off of Detroit one onto Detroit two, on the Pittsburgh side, I don't know how you get away from them here. Um, I know we have 12% ownership. I imagine that probably comes up somewhere around 15%, uh, maybe a little bit higher, considering it's a five-game slate. But um, there are only so many lines that you can fit in with them. And I think that for that reason, that comes up. But even at like 15 to 20%, I still want to play this line in this matchup. So um, Pittsburgh one still in for me. The question is what to do with Pittsburgh three, because I think that makes a good filler line. Uh, but Erod, Evan Rodriguez and Jeff Carter haven't been very good together this year. And I don't know exactly what it is. Um, if you look at the, you know, it's a somewhat limited sample, but 44% of the shots uh, when they're on the ice, that's not good at all. So I'm wondering what's going on there and whether it's actually worth using them as some sort of filler. I think I would rather just one off, you know, one off a McGinn, one off an Erod, something like that, rather than full stack the Pittsburgh three line. Uh, so where I'm at in this game, Pittsburgh one, absolutely love them. Uh, mix in Malkin uh, instead of Crosby, if you want to save a bit of money or just throw in Malkin for some additional power play exposure, uh, what have you. Uh, Pittsburgh one, Pittsburgh power play, Detroit two for me in this game. On the blue line, um, I think I'm going to be, obviously, I'm going to be trying to get in some uh, Chris Letang uh, on the blue line for Pittsburgh here. We've been saying often enough that the Detroit uh, defensemen aren't really bringing a lot uh, to the table. I noticed Danny DeKaiser, um, he seems like he could be a threat for the shot block bonus here tonight. Uh, I believe he's been playing a few more minutes. He's on the top pair with Moritz Cedar, 2,600. I think that's fine for a near punt. What do you think? Yeah. Don't mind him. Chronic 3K is fine. Pittsburgh side. It's really just Latang or move on for me from the Penguin side. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Soul Cube drops another $5 super chat into the YouTube for us. Thanks a lot, Soul Cube. Says, what's with all the love for Chicago on the fantasy hockey cheat sheet? Um, well, I, neither of us do the cheat sheets. I'm going to guess a lot of it has to do with the value uh, that Chicago is presenting today. Seth Jones down to 5,700. He's a defenseman we've seen in the 7K range. Uh, Connor Murphy at 3,300. We've seen him in the 4K range. 
Alex DeBrincat is $4,600 today, and he's on pace for 50 goals this season. Um, it's just, it's not that Chicago's in a, a fantastic spot. It's not that Chicago's a great team. It's that they're priced down so much that the value is there in a home matchup on a five-game slate. Is that how you see it? Yeah, I. it's interesting. Cause I, did we get clarity on the Blackhawks lines with Taze out? Or no. no. I didn't see anything. So, yeah. like, I don't know the lines. I'm not really sure of the matchups, but, like, this is definitely price-driven. Like, Dylan Strom coming off a four-point game under 3K. Patrick Kane, 6K. Hagel, 2,900. Like, that line is under 12K to full stack. Like, that's, okay. that's DraftKings, like, like, putting much putting too much equity into, like, the Hawks being massive underdogs, like, they might need to tinker that a little bit, like not making yeah, a free I, square. Yeah, that's the problem is that they are very, very cheap, very reasonable, even on a five-game slate like this. Uh, all right, let's move this along. Let's get to our next game. Minnesota, 3.0 implied gold total. They're going into, New, going into New York to face the Rangers. Rangers have a 3.1 total. Uh, New York, uh, likely starting Igor Shesterkin tonight as Alexander Georgiev started last night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cam Talbot in for the Minnesota Wild. Um, Adam Fox got hurt last night. Doesn't look like he's playing tonight. Jacob Truba took over the top power play unit, but that Schneider kid uh, jumped up onto the top power play for a few seconds, got some secondary power play time. Maybe there's something in the works there, but you know, Troop is cheap enough and he should play enough minutes where it's just fine to play him. Uh, I think there's a lot to play up and down the lineups on both sides. You're the Rangers whisperer on, on this show, Josh, what do you like uh, out of this game? So the reason this game's at eight o'clock is because Henrik Lundqvist is getting his Jersey raised to the rafters. There are same, some big old houses on narrative street tonight uh, for the Rangers and for the wild because Cam Talbot was Hank's backup for a few seasons. Matt Zuccarello, Hank's little hobbit is back at, at the garden for this. Um, you know, you got what else? That's about it really. But I don't know. I said earlier, this game is going to be zero, zero going to shootout because, you know, but it is a six over under and there is some stuff to like, like the Rangers pricing is still, really really cheap and we talk about how bad the wild penalty kill is and that is true but in the past like four or five weeks they haven't been taking too many penalties and that's a problem because the rangers can't score unless they're on the power play so what do you do here so 
you kind of hope this game gets a little chippy and the Rangers get some power plays. Kreider under 6K still is, is bananas. Panarin under 6K still bananas. Like, if you want to go to the Rangers power, like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to full stack anything here, like, for the Rangers. It's just, I just can't do it. Like, Julian Gauthier, like, <laughs> go away. Barkley Goudreau, worst contract in the history of the Rangers, which says a lot because Mark Stahl was just on the team. Uh, so, like, I don't want to full stack these lines. So, I think I'm going to, I would do a combination. I, I you know, do like Kreider, Zabanajan, Panarin, or Zabanajan, Panarin, Strom. And, you know, Truba's a really, really good play tonight, regardless of, you know, the Rangers sucking five on five because he's 4,800. He's going to see a minutes boost with Fox out. He's a peripherals guy anyway. So I think honestly, my favorite play on the Rangers is Truba tonight. So, but on the skater side, like I think I'll just power play stack and just hope that Wild take three, four penalties. On the Wild side, I think there is a lot to like here. Um, the problem is they're facing Igor. And, like, it's just – there's just goalies I just don't stack against, Igor being one of them, UC Saros being another. It feels bad, but I think you still have to do it tonight, uh, especially with these ownership percentages. Like, Minnesota won coming in at 4%. They got ridiculous numbers together. The Rangers defensively aren't great. Fox being out is a huge, huge downgrade. Go look at the Rangers' numbers with and without him on the ice. It's pretty scary. Um you know, Igor may just go absolutely bonkers, but like I think at these ownership percentages, you have to take some shots here. Uh, you want to get some Jarks and Eck, I think that's fine. You look at Fiala Boldy, 7,300 for the two of them going against Lafreniere, Rooney, Dryden, Hunt. Like they should run over that line. It's just a matter if they can score on Igor. And as we talked about goalies earlier, like as good as Igor is, like goalies are just a big roulette wheel. Like, Igor could have a terrible game in Latin 4. We just don't know. He is one of the better goalies in the NHL, if not the best. So, like, you're expecting it to be a lower-scoring game. But I think there's a lot on both sides here. I think, you know, all three wild lines are in play and definitely the top six of the Rangers. Yeah. Um, it's the top line for Minnesota that I want to start with. Uh, and it's because they come, they're coming in with such good leverage in our top stacks tool. Uh, I see them. Double digits, top stacks tool coming in at about 4% ownership. So uh, we have them with very good leverage here tonight. They've just been flat out one of the best lines pretty much all season long in the league. Obviously, the concern here is facing Igor Shosturkin. He's the best goalie in hot Well, I'm not going to say he's the best goalie. For me, he's the top two he or three. Did. He just did. <laughs> I kind of just did. Like, he's in the, he's in the, you know, the small in the conversation. Yeah, he's in the small handful of three or four goalies. And facing that any given night is really, really tough. But the reason I like Minnesota one particularly here, um, one reason is that they've been using uh, Zibanejad against opposing top lines. And this Zibanejad line has not been good. 45% shot share since Christmas. Like they, they weren't good leading up to Christmas and they haven't been good since Christmas. Like, like It's surprising how much, not like how much, but like, Capo Caco up there makes a big difference compared to the other crap they've been putting up there. It does. And I think, you know, losing him really does make a difference on that line, especially defensively. Uh, so if you're going to have a, a defensively weaker line going up against a Minnesota top line, that's been seemingly scoring at will almost all season long uh, in one of the better leverage spots on the slate. I do like Minnesota one a lot here tonight, Minnesota two, like they have really good numbers. 
I, they're not even coming in super high owned. I thought they would be a lot higher owned than this. I was worried this would be one of those Calgary two situations where it's like 3% top stack and like 12% owned. That's not the case here. We have them 3% top stack coming under 6% ownership. You know, Boldy and Fiala have been excellent together. Um, well over 50% shot share and, and scoring chances. Um, you know, uh, I think on the last show, Jake talked about my affinity for Frederick Godreau. And I like, I don't think he's a wonderful player, but I think he's a good two-way uh, transition center that can f- facilitate for scoring wingers. And that's exactly what they need. So he's a Walmart, um, he's a Walmart, Robert Thomas. I kind of like that. I kind of like that. I, I think he's, yeah, I, I kind of like that. I can go, I can get along with that. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't really speak too highly of Robert Thomas either. That's anyways. Uh, so I do like Minnesota too. Uh, uh, I think, you know, two manning or two manning or three manning anything out of there uh, to get up to your expensive Colorado's or expensive Washington's or whatever. I think that's just fine, but it is Minnesota one. I think it's a better matchup on the flip side. Like I said, Rangers one just haven't been great. I think it's back to the Rangers second line for me. If I'm playing anything at five on five, they have been a better line uh, since Goodrow got there high event, but good. Uh, at least they're above water uh, by shot share. 53%. So, uh, yeah, that Rangers second line is probably where I go on that side. But honestly, like you mentioned, the Wild aren't taking a lot of penalties and the Rangers really need the power play to score. And missing Adam Fox, I think, is a pretty big deal. He's far and away their best puck mover on the blue line. And I like Truba, but Truba's not a great transition defenseman. He's, he's can be good defensively. He's a good, you know, he's can facilitate on the power play, but transitioning at five on five I don't think is his strength like I think there's some concerns with the Rangers here and when I look over at their ownership we're not getting any deals here uh you know 10 percent on the second line 13 percent on or 18 percent sorry on the second line 17 percent on the top line you know one third of lineups are going to have Rangers one or two here if you're only playing one to three lineups or something I think this is a fade uh on the blue line obviously Jacob Truba right at the top of the list for defensemen I like uh, in this game. On the flip side, there are some pretty cheap Minnesota defensemen. I know um, Jared Spurgeon's price um, has come up a bit to 4K. I still think that's perfectly playable. Brodine, 3,300, I think is also playable. Goligoski at 2,900, I think is playable. I think a lot of guys here are in play on the blue line. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Goligoski, Spurgeon, Brodine, Dumba, they're all in play. The thing is, like, going back to Fiala Boldy, like, not only are they going to get Lafreniere, Rooney, Hunt, they're going to get, like, Nils Lundqvist and Libor Hayek. Like, what? <laughs> like, who? Like, some of these, like, Nils has a good, good, you know, he's a prospect. Libor shouldn't even be in the NHL. Like, he, he's just been brutal. But, again, like, I like Keandre Miller as a puck mover. He's not Adam Fox, but he can at least move the puck. But he hasn't been doing anything this season. He gets a minute boost and he's min price. Maybe, but like he just hasn't done much. Like Braden um, Schneider looked pretty good yesterday. I call him Chris Pronger. He kind of reminds me of uh, a young Chris Pronger, but you know, a little early for that. But he's also min price. He had two power plays since yesterday. But for me, this is, you know, Minnesota defenseman outside of Trubo. A little early to say that he's going to be a Hall of Fame defenseman. You yeah, think? Just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay, well, all right. All right. Uh, 
If you are a resident of Louisiana or New York, sports betting is now live in your state. Welcome sports betting to your state with some fantastic bonus offers we have available here at Osmo. Just click either link pinned in the live YouTube chat to browse all of our offers, including a bet $10, win $200 if any team scores a touchdown in either conference championship this Sunday with BetMGM and a free NBA jersey if you bet $100 with Caesar Sportsbook. You can also take advantage of a $1,000 risk-free bet with BetMGM and up to a $1,500 match deposit bonus with Caesars in both Louisiana and New York as well. These offers are too good to pass up, so please check that pinned link and start betting. I imagine uh, some our New York friends uh, were really excited to get that news. I believe that was back in December, um, early January. And days just blurred together now. Uh, and congrats to the to the uh, residents of Louisiana as well. Be sure to click those links if you are a sports better. Uh, get us some free money if you can. Uh, all right, let's get to this next game. Colorado, 3.8 implied goal total. They're going into Chicago. The Blackhawks have a 2.6 implied goal total. Uh, Nathan McKinnon broke his nose and got a concussion in the last game. So he's going to be out. They said he's going to be out for the next three games. So he's not going to be back for a little while yet. Um, what that has done to the lines is move Miko Rantanen to the center on the top line with Valerie Nachushkin on the wing. So it's Landeskog, Rantanen, Nachushkin, top line. And then the second line, Burkowski, Kadri, and Alex Newhook. So your top line is three wingers. Your second line is double centers. And Sam Girard has moved to the top power play unit alongside Kale McCarr. So Rantanen, Landeskog, Kadri, McCarr, Girard your top power plays unit um, on the Chicago side. We didn't see who might take Taves spot on the second line. Um, that really hurts. I, I don't want to say that really hurts their second line. Cause I think somebody like Kirby doc could move up and basically replace what Taves has done. Um, it's just, if it's anybody other than Kirby doc, uh, we could be running into some problems of running Alex to with a fourth line center. There are some really cheap players on the Chicago side, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Josh, what do you like in this? What do you like in this year? We'll start with the Hawks, just because I'm kind of confused at how they're going to match. Like, I maybe it's Doc Kurashev to Brinkat, which would mean they're probably going to see a fair bit of Randon Nishushkin Landeskog. But if they put like Borgstrom with Debrinkat, like I still think you know Doc Kurashev Kubalik will go out against the top comp. It, Regardless of what that is, I don't think Strom, Hagel, Kane are going to see the top line. And we've talked about ad nauseum how not great the Colorado second line is when Nishushkin isn't there. Now, I do like Alex Newhook. I just don't know how he's going to do defensively on the left wing with Kadri and Burkowski. I can't imagine great. Um, so. Another issue is the Chicago projected ownership right now, but like, I don't know how big of a deal it is because they're fully correlated on the power play. Strom's coming off a four point game. Hagelstrom Kane on DraftKings is 11 7 to full stack. Like, that, like, I just don't even know what to say. Like, they've, they've been good for the Hawks. They're super cheap. They're going to be highly owned, but if you're going to use them, like, there's plenty of expensive spots to differentiate yourself tonight. And it could even be like game stacking with the Colorado top line because 
there's no center on the top line. So I, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to just going to go Kadri Lanniskog, Grantman. I feel like you could just go Lanniskog, Grantman, and Shushkin and be completely different and find just like a one-off center somewhere. I don't know. I'm going to have to mess around with lineups, but I, I do really like both just top to, lines. Just to speak to that real quick, I did my lineups before we went on the show. Your, your boy here has a lot of one-off Rupe hints tonight. The fiasco, the one-off. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, like, like people are just going to go Kadri Landis, Kadri Rennes. It's just going to be what it is. Like Nishushkin's not some bum. Like, I remember you yelling from the rooftops when the stars messed that up, and he went back to Russia. (laughs) So like, he's he's a good player. So I think you know, going free wing with that top line is a very interesting way to get different in GPP. So both top lines are in play for me. I have to see lines to see who's going to match that top line because I do also really want to play Alex Debrinkat at forty six hundred. That's another misprice as well. Um, you know, as you said, he's on pace for almost fifty goals and he's forty six hundred, coming in around five percent. So I'm hoping he's on a line that avoids that top matchup because if he, if they get like Yost, Comfort, O'Connor, that's such a great matchup for Debrinkat because that line is so bad defensively to give up so many chances against. So. I'm kind of hoping they put like Doc Kurashev and I don't know, Sam Lafferty together and it leaves Borgstrom with Debrinkat and Kubalik and they'll get really good depth match matchups. Um, so we have to wait and see on lines and it's an 830 start, but like Chicago is cheap enough where you can mix and match into favorable matchups. Yeah, I with Chicago, I'm not overly concerned. I am playing some Chicago here tonight. I'm not overly concerned with three-man stacking the perfect five-on-five line here. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of, you know, Strom, Kane, Debrinkat, uh, Kane, Debrinkat, Jones, Strom, Debrinkat, um, Jones, you know, those are the kind of stacks I'm going with here. I will be stacking across the top two lines with Chicago, just because one, you don't know what the lines are going to be Two, I don't think even if we knew the lines, uh, with no Jonathan Taves, I'm not that convinced they would stick around that long in the game anyway. So if you're playing Chicago, you don't have to just stack an even strength line. I think you're just fine mixing and matching some guys from the top six. Um, that's how I'm approaching this game on the Colorado side. I think it's worth mentioning the top line was still elite without Nathan McKinnon there. Uh, Landis Gog and, Mc- and Ranton in this year without Nathan McKinnon on their line, 64 shot attempts per 60 minutes, 64% of the shot share, 32 scoring chances per 60 minutes. They're not quite like, you know, 40 scoring chances or whatever with McKinnon, but still excellent. So um, if there's bump on the power play. Yeah. And, and assuming they can generate roughly the same amount of shots without McKinnon there, there's, there's a lot more shots up for grabs. And that's why, you know, Rantanen can probably put up a shot bonus here tonight or something like that. So as I said, when I cut you off, I, I am playing a lot of three winger top line uh, Colorado here tonight, because I don't think a lot of people are going to do it. I think there are some one-off centers that you can use here tonight. We'll talk about one in a game coming up. I mentioned him in Rope Hints. Um, I think there's one uh, in this game. I think you can use uh, Strom on the other side as a one-off center just fine. Um, I think, I I even think Ryan Strom over in New York can be used as a one-off center. Now, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. I think, I think that's fine because he's not, he's not the focal point on the power play. um, But he, if Panarin doesn't score, um, at five on five, it's probably going to be Strom. So I think he can get by with him as a one-off too, but it would be Dylan Strom. I'd use as a one-off center. 
I do like the Colorado top line quite a bit. I agree with you. I think people are just going to stick in Kadri because they need that center spot. So it is a way uh, to get a little bit different. Uh, I am sneaking in uh, some guy, uh, some second line Colorado stacks here because I, uh, there are expensive stacks, Minnesota, uh, namely, uh, that I want to stick in with them. So Colorado one, I love, I am uh, focusing around them. I am going to sneak in a bit of Colorado too, and I'm going to play some broken Chicago here as well. On the blue line, lots of value all over the place. Uh, Devin Taves down to 5K. I don't know why. Seth Jones down to 5,700. Again, I don't know why. Uh, Sam Gerrard is up on the top power play unit now for Colorado with Kale McCarr, and he's at 3,600. Uh, on the Chicago side, uh, uh, Calvin DeHaan, 3,400. I think that's a bit expensive for somebody who's really just a shot blocker, but Connor Murphy, 3,300. Absolutely in play. I think there are like five or six defensemen you can comfortably use here, Josh. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, McCabe, Jones, Murphy, DeHaan, Taze, McCarr, Gerard, all in play. Like outside of McCarr, who's 7,300, everyone else is too cheap. So pick the guy you like, plug him in. I mean, is, does, is that kind of an argument for McCarr then? Yes. I, I feel like if you're going to go you know, Kadri, Landis, Scott, Grandin, everyone's just going to go with Gerard. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Get your Makar in to get different. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I would, I, 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 I'm, I'll check my exposures uh, before I came on the show. I think I had like 10% Makar, 20% Taze and 25% uh, Gerard or something like that. So it was definitely more Gerard and Taze. It was a pricing thing, but I did try to squeeze in some Makar. I think, um, he's a very good play from the blue line tonight because there are so many different options. All right. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up. Uh, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sorry. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sign up for your account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you've played in your first paid contest. We will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email support at Osmo.com will get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $5,000 NHL baller and the NFL $500,000 Sunday baller coming up this weekend. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, we got plenty of time to get through these final two games. 
We have Washington with a 2.8 implied goal total. We have Dallas with a 2.8 implied goal total. There's some wonky stuff around uh, the Dallas Dallas news today. Uh, John Klingberg looks like he's going to be back for the Stars. Uh, he missed their last game, I believe. It looked like Jacob Peterson was going to miss this game, but it apparently was a false positive on his COVID test. So he's back. But Radic Faxa is also back. And he was skating on the third line in practice yesterday when Jacob Peterson was out with his false positive COVID test. So I don't think we're going to see any changes to the Dallas top six. What the Dallas third line looks like is up in the air. And that's kind of important because Dallas tends to use their bottom six against opposing top competition. I don't think it makes a big difference whether it's Peterson or Faxa on that third line. And in fact, I brought it up in our chat uh, before that Radic Faxa's defensive uh, Radic Fax's defensive impacts have just fallen off the map this year. Um, I'm not sure it's the same checking line it's been in recent seasons. Uh, what do you like out of this game, Josh? Speaking of falling off the map, we're trying to get through an NHL strategy show here, and Jake is spamming pictures of him in the woods, you know, <laughs> with drinking White Claws. Yeah, yeah, I see, <laughs> I see, I see a notification on, on Discord and see if I missed something. And yeah, it's Jake out in the woods getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jake. At least wait until 3 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> you have responsibilities, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think this is a good night for Dallas one. And there are some people in our Discord who <clears throat> really dislike the Stars top line for whatever reason. But, like, they're an elite line. Sorry. Like, yeah, maybe Papa Joe Pavelski is over the hill. And the tail end of his career, but Jason Robertson, and I, I've said it on Twitter, and some people got really mad about it for some reason. Um, I think he's the most underrated young star in the league. Like, he doesn't get the rec recognition he deserves. Uh, he's an excellent young player. So, you know, and it doesn't matter if the third line, if it's uh, Peterson or facts have gone out against Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, whatever. Like, if it's going to free up Hans Favelsky robertson against, you know, Hagelin, Dowd, Hathaway, which is okay. Like, the Capitals are pretty good defensively up and down. But, like, give me Dallas 1. You know, they're an elite line. They're coming in around 9% right now. It's not a huge total, but, like, when Dallas generally doesn't have huge totals just because they don't have much after that top line. <laughs> You know, Tyler Sagan is still the man. He gets there on the power play. Friends, where Dallas 1 is involved. So I, I really like Dallas 1 here tonight. Um, on the flip side, like, I, I also like Washington 1, especially if it's Faxa on that third line. Like, he's just not the player he was a few years ago. Radulov is at the tail end of whatever it is he's been doing, going back and forth from Russia to Canada to Dallas, you know, he's been around the world. But, you know, the thing is, like, again, Washington, similar to the Rangers, they're better than the Rangers 5-5, five and five, but they're still not great. Um, I don't know. Luckily, they're fully correlated, so I do really like both top lines in this game. I prefer Dallas 1. You want to play Washington 1, you know, Ovechkin tonight. I think, you know, he may go a little bit overlooked compared to normal how Ovechkin's normally owned just because of Colorado, Pittsburgh, et cetera, et cetera. So how often can you get Ovechkin under 20% on a short slate? I probably couldn't count the times on both my hands. It's probably just on one hand. So I think, you know, 
Washington won, Dallas won for me. You want to leave off Tom Wilson, add in Nick Backstrom. I think that is perfectly fine as well. Yeah, I, the Washington top line is one of the top uh, top projected lines on the entire slate. We had them coming in for 35.1 uh, points by our lineup builder. Uh, if you look at the top line for Colorado, they're at 38.6 points. Uh, Minnesota Wild, 30.7, so that's less. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins, 38.8, that's more. Like The top lines are, only within, are still within about 10% of them. And if you look at the Washington ownership, 11% by our top stacks tool, like that seems appealing to me. It's just, I have a hard time full stacking them for this reason. It's like the power play hasn't really been great. Now I expect Nicholas Baxter to, to improve things as we move along. Uh, but the power play really just hasn't been great this year. Ovechkin's really done a lot of his work at five on five, which is something that doesn't really happen, at least not in the last few years for Ovechkin. So I, I'm like, I'm really having a tough time with this game because this isn't really, it's not a good power play spot for Washington. Um, and, but they're still coming in with reasonable ownership. So I think what I'm going to do here is I, I think I'm going to be playing some one off Ovechkin here tonight. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be full stacking the line. Absolutely. No problems. Full stacking them. Uh, if you want to, I think it's the second line where I would probably go. Um, Assuming that they get the Ben Gurianov Sagan matchup, like Backstrom and Shiri, I talked about it on the last show. They've typically been pretty good together. And so far this year, I mean, Backstrom's only played, I don't know, he's he only came back after Christmas, so it hasn't been that long. But 60% shot share in their time together, 61% of the scoring chances. Like, I think Washington, too, is one of those fillers I'm going to be sticking in with my more expensive lines. So maybe some one off of Betchkin. A little bit of Washington too, on the Dallas side. I, I agree with you. I just I do like the Dallas top line. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be full stacking them here, but I do have a lot of uh, hints. Robertson, uh, Haskin, and hints. Robertson, Lindell, uh, things like that. I think I want to get some defensemen in this game because just because they're so cheap, uh, especially Haskin and uh, coming in all the way down to 4,500. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about those de- defensemen. Haskin in 4,500. I really do like him a lot here today. John Carlson jumped back up to 6K. That feels probably right for his price, but it also feels tough to play if you're playing like Kuznetsov and Ovechkin here tonight. What are you doing with defensemen? Carlson's having one of those weird seasons where I'm starting to throw him in the category of Keith Yandel. <laughs> yeah, like like it. I I don't know what happened. Like last season, he is ridiculous on the power play. This season, maybe injury. I don't know. I don't like to conjecture with players or what's going on in their lives, this and that. But he's kind of fallen off pretty heavily this year. So I don't know. I'd r- much rather play Haskin at forty five hundred, Klingberg at forty four hundred if he's in. Um, Esselindell's fine under four K, but like, how often can you get Miro at forty five hundred? He's been up in the high sixes of points. So like. I think this is a Miro game for me. Yeah, one thing I do a lot with my goalies is correlate with at least one defenseman. And a lot of my lineups tonight are Holpe plus Haskinen. Uh, and I don't even like playing Holpe. And I don't like playing, yeah, I don't like playing goalies against Washington. Uh, but I do have a fair bit of Holpe plus Haskinen here tonight. Uh, I see another super chat. Uh, this one from Abel Ramos. Thank you very much for your super chat, your $2 super chat. So Slim and Josh, what does MME and high event mean? I think that's that's probably a good thing to, to go through because we do get new viewers um 
especially in the second half of the season. MME is mass multi-entry. Now, depending who you talk to, some people say it's only 150 lineups. Uh, I considered anything 20 max and above. Uh, 20 max, you know, some some contests are like 60 max. Uh, you'll see, you know, 80 or 90, depending on some buy-in. But um, I consider anything 20 above to be mass multi-entry. Most Some people consider just 150 entries. But when you hear MME, typically think lots and lots of lineups. Uh, high event, I don't know what your cutoff is. My Like for high event, we mean a lot of shots back and forth. Um, my cutoff is like 60 shot attempts for per 60 minutes and 60 shot attempts against per 60 minutes. So anything around 120 shot attempts per 60 minutes of five on five is what I would consider high event. And the reason why you look for high event is because on DraftKings, shots and blocks leads to bonuses. The more shots you take, the more shots and blocks there are going to be. So that's why uh, looking for high event players can be important. Anything I missed there? Not really. Just to add on, I am around the same numbers with you for high event. I also look at high danger chances. I consider usually anything like 13, 12, 13 and up either way to be fairly high event. Obviously, the bigger the number, the higher the event it is. Yep. Uh, all right. That's a pretty good point about high danger as well to look at something a little bit different. Uh, we have the Osmo Hall of Fame here at Osmo.com where we like to celebrate our winners. If you want to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame, this is how you can do it. You download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with at least 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet those wins to the Osmo Hoff account. Uh, you saw a winner earlier today. Soul Cube took down that 444 in DraftKings. Uh, so I don't know if there was 5,000 contestants in the 444. I, I don't play over on FanDuel, but um if there is i uh, hope he sent that into the osmo hoff account uh you'll see d lenny 24 taking down that 100k uh in nba i see zanye taking down that split nfl of first uh nfl showdown c8 game taking down that nba solo entry uh and then you see that and we start to get into some nhl stuff jimmy v our buddy jimmy v uh he took down that uh that nickel uh mme over on FanDuel not that long ago see melissa her first takedown and the three max over in nhl uh, there's buffalo war pigs i brought up our buddy sammy telesco a little bit earlier uh 500 first place uh with dallas oddly enough uh the team that we just talked about so uh, you can get there with the dallas stars it can be done uh congrats to all the winners if you want to get in the awesome hall of fame send in uh your screenshots uh, to the Osmo Hoff account. Just make sure you have the Osmo avatar and make sure you place in the top three and there's at least 5,000 other contestants. Uh, we have some shows coming up after us as well. Uh, we have the NFL prize pick show coming up at four o'clock Eastern with Aton and Emac. And then your NBA double dose starts at 445 Eastern. Um, so if you're playing NFL this weekend or NBA, we have you covered. All right, let's get to this last game. Boston, 3.9 implied goal total. Arizona, 2.1 implied goal total. Uh, Matt Grizzlick is a game-time decision here for Boston. Uh, we're just not going to get any clarity until warm-up, so uh, whether you want to play him or not, like it's completely up to you guys. I am not playing a 4,200 Matt Grizzlick who has a game-time decision tag. Um, if he burns me, he burns me. All right, what do you think about this game? I mean, like... Oh. I really like Boston one here tonight. I don't know how the Coyotes are going to match up. Not that it matters from a Boston perspective. It matters from a Coyotes perspective because I kind of want to, like, if you want to get a little bit different, you kind of want to have the Coyotes line who's probably going to see 
Boston too, just because they have not been super great defensively. And maybe that's Kessel. Maybe. I, I'm just not 100% sure how the Coyotes are going to match up at home. Like, none of these lines are like, yep, let's let's just go shut down Bergeron. Too. Yeah, like, typically they've used Kessel and Larson in the shutdown role. I, I mean, seeing Phil Kessel in a shutdown role blows my mind, but it's kind of worked a little bit, I guess. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe have some Boyd Keller Schmaltz going up against Boston, too. If that's the matchup, that's fine, I guess. But, like. The price, like Keller 4700 is more expensive than the Brinkat tonight. Like, I just can't wrap my head around not playing, you know, I'd much rather play the Brinkat over Clayton Keller. So, like, this is a Boston game for me, Boston power play game for me. I think, you know, going old school Boston one is an interesting way to get different, especially if you're fading Colorado because they're very expensive or Pittsburgh, very expensive. So you can go old school Boston one. You can go, you know, Taylor Hall instead of Craig Smith. Or you could just full stack Boston one. It's a very good five on five matchup. It's a very good power play matchup. So I don't know. I I might just go like Bergeron, Marchand, McAvoy. You know, McAvoy is twenty one hundred dollars cheaper than Pasta, so that three man frees up a little bit there. So you know, you can go to Boston too. You know, Hall, Hall, Pasta, Knock. I think that's fine as well. But I, I think you know, in this matchup. You know, we talk about how, like, when the Penguins are in really good power play spots, you really want, you know, the Crosbys in the world or, you know, like Edmonton is in really good power play spots. You want, you know, McDavid or Dreisaitl. It feels like you need at least one of Bergeron and Marchand if you're going to stack the Bruins tonight. So I think, you know, Boston one or Boston power play with one of those big boys makes some sense. Or at least David Pasternak in there. So I, I think, yeah. It's quite a day. I like not having a golf sweat today is confusing. It's the third round. I, I thought it was Saturday until you know we got on the show. But I think Boston power play, Boston one, maybe some Boston two is fine. On the coyote side, Arizona two, I guess if they're gonna see Boston two, but like that's only to get contrarian if you want to, you know, get contrarian and fade the Hawks tonight, I think. Because they're very similar in price. Yeah, I I don't mind Arizona too. Um, they're they're in that Minnesota two uh, range that you mentioned. Um, I do kind of like them here. I wouldn't play them in a single entry, I don't think. But in my twenty max, they're going to be in consideration, and definitely they would be in one fifty as well. They're going to get the second line matchup from Boston, and Boston's second line has been good, fifty four percent shot share. But that's not a world beater. That can be beaten, right? So. Um, I do like Arizona too, a little bit here tonight. It, it is Boston power play for me. David Pasternak, I think might be my highest owned player tonight. Um, just because I do want to get him into the depth, uh, Arizona defense matchups, but I also want to get a big piece of that Boston power play. So, um, the one concern I will say about Boston one, we mentioned it in our discord is that against bad teams. Yeah. Sometimes Marshall and Bergeron don't play 20 or 21 minutes. You know, you'll see them play 15, 16 minutes. Now they can still get there in 15 or 16 minutes, but you know, if you're going to give me 18 minutes of Boston two against 16 minutes of Boston one, like I'm going to play Boston two. That's kind of the way that I'm looking at it. So Boston two is fine. I think Boston three is even in play here. Uh, they've been playing very well since they've been put together the steam coiled DeBrusque line. So I do have some one off the brusque here tonight as well all right uh any defense 
been out of this game. Go with the Gosses Bear is pretty cheap. That's the only guy that really stuck out. Gosses Bear and Carlo, I think. Yeah, if you're not correlating with McAvoy, Carlo, for sure. Gosses Bear, I think, is fine at 4,300. That's about it. Like, Chikrin, third pair, not top power play, 5,400. Like, get him out of Arizona for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, they're not even showcasing the guy. What's going on here? Yeah, all right, that'll wrap it up for us. Uh, as I said, the NFL Prize Pick Show will start here uh, in about an hour. Uh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies. Uh, my favorite, I, like I said, I am playing some Braden Holpe tonight. I know that is a little bit worrisome, uh, but I am playing some Holpe. I am playing some Flurry as well. Um, my hat trick pick is Andre Burkowski. Who you got? Igor Shesterkin. Even like, okay, like if you're on Narrative Street, Cam Talbot is in play too. Like I think he's in play anyway. If if the Rangers or if the Wild don't take too many penalties, because the Rangers are five on five. Flurry is the spicy meatball play of the day. Um, and my hat trick pick is gonna be Alex the Brinkat. All right, there you go, Alex the Brinkat. Andre Burakovsky, both from the same game, both your hat trick picks for tonight. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, with your NHL strategy so- show. So, for producer Mike, for Mr. Harris, Michael Clifford saying, we'll see you in about 20 hours, folks. That's all, folks. For whatever reason, there's always been a stigma around mental health in our communities. Some people say that talking about your feelings makes you weak. But you know what? It doesn't make you weak. It makes you human. No matter what you're struggling with, you can call or text 988-LIFELINE to connect with a trained crisis counselor and get the resources and support you need. No judgment, no stigma, just hope. Text or call 988-SUICIDE-AND-CRISIS-LIFELINE day or night. 988. Hope has a new number.